Ni hao, and welcome to the Trying to Be Grown podcast. I am your host, Damani Carter, over there with no stripes on his shirt is my esteemed co-host, Mr. Byron Keaton. Byron, how we doing today? Another day, another dollar. Dollar make a holler, you know, we ain't no holler back, girl. That was, that was way worse than, than what I said. Wherever you rocking with us, we appreciate you rocking with us. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you at, we appreciate you. Byron, does are you worried about the Twix situation? The what? Kanye has mentioned it twice. Like he says the Twix are getting bigger. All right? He said it once in that long 10-minute rant when he kicked old girl out the out the room and everybody was looking at him. And then he just said it again the other day. Like he just he keeps sprinkling it in the conversation. Like he's just like, they're making the Twix bigger. They're trying to make us fat. And I was eating the Twix the other day and I got to thinking about it. Are you worried about the Twix situation? No, I don't eat Twix. Who eats Twix? You don't eat Twix? Twix are fire. Twix are, no. are very that's a very good candy. Elite candy. There's only two candies with chocolate in them that I will eat. Kit Kats and Reese's. Other than that, disgusting. Both, both also elite candies. But yeah, man, I was, I was eating it the other day and I was saying, like, maybe, does he know something that I don't? No. Like, he just keep, and of course, he done said a lot of a lot of crazy things, but I'm just, eh, it's enough to make you think, you know? Is there something going on behind closed door that I need to be worried about in the Twix factory? But why is it a bad thing if they're getting bigger? I don't know. I don't know. Should, should um, be happy about that? It just seems like, you know, if he dropping in conversation, maybe he got like the inside scoop on something like the maybe that's the mind control device. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought about it as I was eating the Twix the other day. But I did eat I finished the Twix, but I was like I don't know. Huh? How many did you have? Oh, it was the many, so it was a bunch. It was a whole bunch. How many? I don't know. A bag's worth over the course of two days? Hey, bro. You need to cut back. I like candy. I do. I like candy. I'm about to go eat some cookie dough after we get off of this. No, no. I, I bought cookie dough knowing I did not have a baking sheet. I don't have no kind of cooking materials that would allow me to make cookies, but I'm going to eat the dough. All of it. Go ahead and get salmonella, man. No. Nah, uh, my stomach's too strong to get salmonella. I'm cool. Anyways, just to give a quick rundown of how this is going to go, Byron, I got a I got a question for you to start off the show. Um, then we'll get into just the Super Bowl stuff. Um, obviously, you know, that was, was quite the, the interesting situation there. And then we are going to end uh, the show talking about Byron's request. I did. I had the idea, but Byron is making me talk about it. because I didn't want to talk about it, but Byron is saying that we have to talk about it. And it's just the relationship pet intersection. So we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, everything will be time stamped in the description. You got something you, you want to see, something you don't want to see. You can skip to it or through it. Um, so, Byron, I, I, I took this idea from the, um, it's the two British dudes. And they've got a, a podcast that's called, you know, and giggles like it's the the thing that comes before and giggles it's the the s word and giggles huh what comes before you know 
you'll you'll figure it out if you just search and giggles podcast the word will come up um so i got a hypothetical for you and this is there's 100 percent from them i just i'm i'm borrowing the idea still so borrowing borrowing. how are you gonna give it back to them i just gave them credit but how are you how are you going to give the idea I, back to them i can't give it back to them but i'm just so that's why i'm it. So no, they used it first, so I'm borrowing. Can, can I get to the question, please? Can you just correct what you said? Because you didn't borrow anything. If somebody broke in your house while you were taking the Browns to the Super Bowl, would you wipe before you went to fight? What? If somebody broke in your house, right? So imagine nature start calling and you got to go... You got to go get rid of something, right? So you're sitting on the toilet. Ah, get it out. Would you wipe before you went and addressed the intruder situation? If you ain't, if you ain't going to go uh, account for your situation, you know, physically, then that's fine. But would you wipe before you did whatever was your next step? My first thing I got to say is, we're done letting you have free range on this podcast. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good question, bro. <laughs> I will never in my life. I thought it was a good you, question. I will never in my life allow you to have whatever you want to call it, a topic of question that doesn't get screened first. I thought this I thought this was a good question. <laughs> hey, man. And the answer is, hey, man, I'm a clean person. I'm all about hygiene. So, of course, I, I will wipe. And two, the other thing, I might not go out. I might just stay in the bathroom. They start beating on the door. <laughs> I'm like, in a minute. <laughs> Me in a minute. Oh, come on, bro. They're going to they gonna come in there and kill you, bro. So, you going to... All right. You, they... they they are coming in and you can see like the crack starting to show, like the, the door starting to splinter and then they hit it two or three times. What you going to do? I'll just wipe, stand up. Dang, man, you got me. You're going to wipe first. If they're, if they're like, if they're banging down the door, yeah. you're going to wipe first. Yeah. Why would I not? I would just, you get maximum time to effectively defend yourself. If you just pull your pants up and then go. I'm good, man. Nah, man. I'm good, man. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. So you're going to be like that one dude in the mall? No. When they find me, though, if they if the if the intruders win, it's going to be some, hey, that autopsy is not going to be fun. I feel I feel sorry for the coroner. Cause that soon as soon as I hear it, soon as I get the disturbance, time to go. So okay. My only concern is what if what if it's just a, a some other type of disturbance in your home? Well then shoot it's a, I'm wait, just, wait, wait, wait. It's a false alarm and you do that. I'ma figure it out after. I just got I gotta you got, address you gotta see how that's a problem? I got to address my livelihood first, Byron. I got to be able to live to tell about it before I worry about what's going on in the back door. See, that's that's the problem with you and other Americans, man. 
Y'all don't y'all don't want to just go on your own time, man. When it's your time to go, you gotta go. Nah, you don't bro. have no control over that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You don't have control over that, man. You gonna have to you gonna have to whoop me, you know, just put put the bullets in me with the dingleberries and all. It ain't gonna be no no like straight path just because, you know, I wanted to take extra second to address what was going on back there. No. Uh-uh. Survival mode. Laws of nature. The jungle. All that. It's just going back to my primal roots. Okay. How long would you last in nature? In nature? Yeah. I think I'd be okay. For how long? It depends on like what kind of nature you're talking about. Is it like you know a situation where it's really like hard nature? Or are you talking about just general, just nature? What do you mean by hard nature and just? general? I'm saying, do you drop me in the middle of the Arctic tundra, surrounded by polar bears? Or am I in the middle of the like the like a really really tough situation, or do you just take me to the woods somewhere and see if I can survive? You gotta live in the woods. I could probably do that. Not comfortably, but I could do it. Like you can't, you can't ever go back to regular technology. You gotta kill animals with your hands. You gotta do all that. I could just fish, and that fishing is not hard. Okay. So how long do you think you will last? Forever. That's it. It just depends on like what kind of animals is out there. Is there anything that's gonna to want to kill me? How long do I have to build a dwelling? Like, do I have to sleep outside while it's cold? All that stuff. But no, I could, I could survive. Be cool. I got about, three, I got about three days, max. Yeah, because you're not a nature guy at all. You're not a nature guy. Never have been though. I'll give you that consistency. But you're from a very like country section of the of the state. And it, it's interesting to me that you don't have any kind of outdoorsy bones in your body. None of them. One is dirty. Yeah, that's really it, man. Don't like it's natural. It's natural. Natural is dirty. I don't. I think that 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 kind of depends on how you look at it. But you got you got an inside job though, so that's that's good for all parties for everybody involved. That's a good thing. How long would you last in prison? Tell okay, somebody. Do you, do you think it's tougher to be in prison or live in nature? Um, tougher psychologically, probably prison, but tougher, like in terms of overall for you. Fending for yourself is probably nature. So, I mean, I'd probably say for me, prison would be tougher. This may be wrong to say. Actually, I'm not. You know, I'll say it. This may be wrong to say. But to me, prison seems like a good time. Kind of. What? Think about it. You really have no obligations. Well, you do have obligations. You got to do a little bit of a little cleaning up around the place, that type of work. 
Mm-hmm. No bills. Play basketball every day. Lift weights. Watch TV. That sound that don't sound bad to me. Do you think like your your living situation is real comfortable? No. But you get the hoop. You get okay. Well, think about it this way, bro. Uncomfortable living situation, same rotation of meals, all provided by you know people that don't really care about what you're I eating. Same, I do the same thing with my meals. I eat the same probably four things. Over but you get to choose them, is my, is what I'm saying. If somebody else choosing what you eat, especially for a picky eater such as yourself, would be a bad situation. Um, and that's speaking as a picky eater. I'm not attacking you for being a picky eater. Bro, I'm not but, a picky eater. Huh? I've grown. I've grown. Do you eat onions? I can. Do you I eat onions? Cabbage. Yeah, I made cabbage two weeks ago and put onions in it. I don't believe you. How much you want to bet? I just don't. I don't believe you, and that's. I'll, well, I'll just leave it at that. You can have your. You can have your perspective. I don't believe that, but you're you're a picky eater, so I would I would think that that would also be bad for you. Um, no women, so that that yeah, be that, kind of. Yeah, that, that's that's the tough part. That's the tough part. I think so. You see the same people every day. Like it's a. It's just a bad. It's, just it's like a very. Is a psychological no in school you get to go home you have vacations from school there's it's, it's very very different from school i don't think i will last in prison but i think i can see prison being kind of fun at times okay that's that's very strange to say um because I, I, I don't see it that way at all i do not see it that way at all as long as nobody's trying to fight you but i think you can just kind of stay cool with everybody you'll be all right but I don't know the ins and outs of prison. You, you, you know, you, are smooth faced, so you might, you might be okay. Might be holding somebody's pocket, but you'd be okay. Uh, I'm tough. They might. Oh, we know, we know not to mess with him. Doing no. pull ups twenty four seven. Only thing. I no. Nobody care about pull ups. Back of a gorilla. All right, you're gonna do the hundred pull ups and get knocked out. And just be having to pull yourself up off the ground. And that's... Nah, bro. So back to your question. Sorry, I got sidetracked. So your fight or flight mode is going to say clean up first and then... No, your fight or flight mode is going to say... It's going to say fight. To yeah, go ahead. No, nah, man, I believe in hygiene first. Byron, that's, that's nuts, man. I, I, get, I get the hygiene part of it, but it's at a certain point, I got to be able to put that on the back burner no pun intended but i gotta figure this situation out before i figure out what's going on back there no man i disagree okay and that's fine um now going to the uh now that we got that out of the way super bowl um I went. Um, Curtis. Talk about it. Not everybody gets to see a Super Bowl, bro. Don't do that. Not no everybody gets to see a Super Bowl, bro. Don't do that no more. I feel like Please if you don't ask do that no more. One in a hundred people. If you ask a hundred people, I say maybe two people have seen a Super Bowl. Do I know those statistics are true? No. But I feel like it's two is the highest number it can be. Yeah, it's a very, very 
a novel experience. Um, shout out to Drake. I mean, he, he got the ticket for me. Um, so that was cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he got surgery the other day. He he cool. He's um in the recovery phase. He just like like I told y'all, he's just mad because he bought a house with a uh, with a basketball court on it. And he's not even gonna be able to use it. Um, yeah, saw a lot of lot of famous faces. Um, so this is how stupid I am. Um, you know, you remember uh, Taylor Lautner from Twilight? Sure. So yeah, one of one of our friends who, well, Daniela, who Brandon Allen's little sister, um, she was sitting in front of me and she turned around and was just like, "You're by Taylor Lautner," and I was like, "Oh, I just I figured I'd walk by him or something because he wasn't sitting like next to me." But I turned around like in the third quarter and I was like, "Oh, that's that, that's Taylor Lautner over there." We were sitting in like the player section, um, so it was close to the field, like on the um, on the Forty Nineers end zone. Great view. Um, yeah, it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. I Draymond, uh, Demarcus Cousins. Really, I think I, I think I offended French Montana, and I felt bad about it afterwards. Okay, we gotta hear. Go ahead. Let's go ahead. Let's hear that story. I was trying People to take a vi- I was trying to take a video of the stadium. Like I'm, I'm looking at Allegiant Stadium, right? Like it's right as I walk in, and I see Mark Phillips, and I'm like, oh, there go Mark Phillips, but I don't see French Montana. Right. So I'm like, I'm taking a video of the stadium. And I think he thought I was like trying to take a video of him, which is crazy because I wouldn't be in slick about it or nothing. I think he thought I was just like super fan. So he, you know, trying to bless the video a little bit. He just like he poke his head out and just kind of wave. And I just I keep avoiding trying to take a video of the stadium. And then I'm just like, oh, man. Now, look, I looked over and I was like, oh, that's that's French Montana. Whoops. See, I felt bad. So. My apologies, Mr. Montana, whatever you at. Um, see, see, bro, you could have been kicking away French that night. I doubt it. I doubt anybody that, you know, just walks up and starts videoing him ends up in that spot. Um, yeah, man, I wish the game turned out differently. Obviously, my dog got, got hurt. Um, ended up missing the halftime show, but like a super novel Super Bowl experience because I, you know, not got to, but kind of had to go down to the locker room um, with his son and his uh, and his BM just to see kind of, you know, how he was doing. He was doing okay. He ended up back on the field and stuff. Um, so, yeah, man, overall, very, very cool experience. Um, and that's the other famous thing. Oh, well, E-40 was with us in the tunnel, so that was cool. Um, and Usher's wife or Usher's ex-wife was with us on the elevator. As soon as like we got done talking to him in the locker room, we're going back up to our seats. So yeah, it's cool. Okay, I, I have multiple questions, but I think I have to start with my the last thing you said. How do you mm-hmm. know who Usher's wife is? She told us that her her ex-husband was the one that was performing. Like she got on she got on the elevator uh-huh. and we were riding up. It's a big stadium, so we had time to just. She said, how did y'all enjoy the show? We said, we didn't see the show. We were in the locker room with Dre. He just tore his Achilles. She was like, oh, um, you know, it was good. My ex-husband, whatever she said. But she was like, oh. See, see that's why I don't like when people do it. Don't, she just wanted to say that. I don't like that. She wanted I to let you know you. who she was. She wanted you to ask her and? for an autograph or something. I don't like that, bro. If people I don't, don't know, know who you, she is. If people don't know you, people don't know you. Don't be trying to say, oh, I'm I'm so-and-so. Don't do that. 
People gotta stop that, man. I ain't got nothing to do with me. I, she was nice. She was a very nice lady. Seemed See, age appropriate for Usher. But I mean, she, she's had an ex husband. So I mean, at least she was honest about the status of their marriage. I don't, yeah, I don't even know. She could have been, li- been lying for all I know. I didn't even look up what Usher's ex wife looks like, which I could do right now, but I'm not going to. Another question Did you talk to any other celebrities? Or did you just look at them? Talk to? No, not really. Um, Did any of them talk to you? Like, oh, that's Damani Carter right there. No, if you don't count like members of the Forty Niners team and staff as famous people, they were just kind of like waving at me. Because obviously, Dre was the main focus, but that was about it. That's tough. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Now, getting to the, this is the real reason I wanted to bring this up. How did you feel about the game that Brock Purdy played? I feel like he had a very unmemorable game. Okay. Like, you go. Feel- go ahead. I'm gonna let you get. I'm gonna let you get all the way through it before I make my comment. I want you to get all it right, all right, out. Thanks. I feel like he just, he made like one or two good passes, I would say. But um, for the most part, I feel like he did something a lot of people could do. The 49ers got up because of Christian McCaffrey. They had a whole, not Christian McCaffrey and whatever that tall receiver is, they had the touchdown pass and scored another touchdown late. Um, I just think he just had all pro, all pro people around him making all pro plays. Hmm. Huh. That's how I feel. Okay. Um, have you heard what the the Chiefs defensive coordinator had to say about Brock Purdy? Nope. Sure haven't. He said that everything that the Chiefs, who are a very, very good defense, very, very good defense, threw at Purdy, he had not only a good answer for, but an answer that caused them to adjust what they were doing on the defensive side just because he was beating everything that they were throwing at them, at him. By throwing the ball 10 yards? No, not by throwing the ball 10 yards. Do you remember the the first drive of the game? What happened the first drive? They get inside, at least inside the 20. I'm not sure if they were inside the 10 and McCaffrey fumbles. Yeah, they walked mm-hmm. down the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but didn't McCaffrey? Uh, wait, wait, wait! On that possession, didn't McCaffrey have like a twenty-yard run or a catch? Mm-hmm. It was some. It really wasn't anything he was doing. It was just like some very basic plays that were getting big yards. Which I would give more credit to Kyle Shanahan than Brock Purdy in that situation. You can give credit to him on the naked that got uh, that use check got open on where he hurdled the guy and got the first down. But the throw I'm thinking about to McCaffrey, on time, very good route, but a very good throw. Um, you know, there was the there was the deep what, what over that he threw. The one to McCaffrey? Yeah. It was either an in or a just some kind of angle because he got open over the middle and ran for a little while. How many balls did he throw over 25 yards? Over 25? How many did Mahomes yep. throw over 25? 
He's he's not the topic. He's not the topic of discussion right now. We're talking about Brock Purdy. I'm just I'm wondering why that's your that's your criteria. I'm wondering what you'd want to get to with this with this answer. All I'm saying he's he's just a dink and dunker. Anybody can be a dink and dunker, and that's why I don't like Brock Purdy. That's what um, makes him a game manager rather than a game changer. He just how, mm, mm, how many? He threw like twenty quicks. That may be an exaggeration, but he threw a whole bunch of little quicks to the flex. Okay. Like where the receiver just catch it, Ayuk or um, Debo just take off. He threw a lot I, of them. Debo had two catches for like eleven yards. Trent McDuffie, Trent, Trent McDuffie had Debo in handcuffs all night, yeah. and I, I have, to, I have to give a big, big shout out to Trent. Trent McDuffie might be, might have become my favorite cornerback in football because he is amazing. He is, ve- he is very good uh, against the run. He is astounding in man coverage. Yeah. But just look at like look at Purdy's timing. Is that's that's the main thing. Like if you're talking about getting through a progression and putting the ball where it needs to be when it needs to be there, phenomenal. Phenomenal. So th- coming from the defensive coordinator, dog, coming from the defensive coordinator, the guy that is that is pr- at least a top 5 defense in the league statistically and from a talent standpoint, performance standpoint, you could ar- you could argue they're the best. And I probably would make that argument just based on what they put out there over the course of the last 10 weeks. Their, like their plan of attack for him, he countered it the best way that you possibly could. And if it weren't for like the blown protection where Chris Jones comes free and ends up hit and ends up hitting him before he can get the ball to Ayuk in the end zone, they probably score on that last drive. about his overthrown ball. That, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. No, he had like three or four. He had like three or four where he did not throw a good ball. Overthrown. Also, also, why are we giving How many of those were he, was he pressured wait, on? Wait, why are we giving all this? Okay, you talk about all these different decisions that he made. He has to be able to pick that up with his coverage. If, if, we're, if you want to give him credit for the adjustments that they made to beat the Chiefs defense instead of giving it to Kyle Shanahan, why is he not taking any of the blame for the coverage or the protection based on missing blitz? On missing right. blitzes. Let me let me let me ask you something. You gotta know that's coming hot as a quarterback, right or wrong. Not if somebody right not if somebody doesn't block who they're supposed to block. Who who's in charge of the, the protection? The quarterback. The quarterback and center. Okay. So if I so if the protection calls for three of us to go this way, right? He didn't change two, the protection. He didn't change two, the protection. No, excuse me. And for two of us to be man on the backside, like if that's the huddle call, like that's what we're supposed to do coming out of the huddle. And the guard just doesn't do it. The guard just doesn't do it. Why didn't then he you, do bl- it? you blame why the quarterback he, for that? I don't he know do why it? he didn't do it, but I know I know the protection. How do you know, do you know that's the protection? Because I know I know protections, Byron. I coach that's football. What I, know what a protect, I know what the protection is. I don't think you know that, that what their protection was. Okay, so you think? Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you think? So you think? Put it to you this way, right? They you thought as somebody a, else was coming. They thought you somebody as a, else was coming. No, you as a corner, right? Mm-hmm. If you watch three people play man, right? So let's just say let's 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 say we're we're dealing with with cover one, right? You see the corner on the backside play man. You see the safety roll down and take number three. You see the uh, the nickel take number two. And the corner sits in the flat, 
and plays the flat. Number one runs by him, and they score a touchdown. Do you know that that corner messed up? Nope, I don't. So you think the coach called it like that? Could have. Okay. I've seen yeah, that for sure. before. You've seen a coach call cover one with a corner sitting in the flat and nobody yep. to take the top off of the number one receiver. You've seen that? I when? Have. When? It's on in college. <laughs> <laughs> we did him a zoo. We did huh? it in Mizzou. We did it in Mizzou. Did I it. think it was my redshirt freshman year. Go watch you did it against Mizzou? Not me. Rob so Smith Rob, called it. You're telling me Rob Smith told the corner, hey, don't cover this guy if he goes if he goes past 10. We want you to sit Correct. right here in this flat. Correct. So they, no. They hit us with a lot of little dinks. So they switched it up. They switched it up to that? Mm-hmm. Okay. what they called it. But also, Damani. You know what your brother said about you the no, other no, day? No, 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 Wait, 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 wait. Why do we I'm coming so back to that, but go ahead. Sure. Why do we give so much credit for adjustments made in the execution of the team to Brock Purdy rather than the offensive coordinator or the play call? You can give credit to both. I don't think that no, it's not. You, you, have, you haven't said a single thing about Kyle Shanahan this whole entire time. You've been talking about, oh, Brock Purdy had an answer for everything. Why not? Say because you've never answer? criticized Kyle Shanahan. You're criticizing Brock Purdy. That's why I asked you the question. That, what, how did I start this segment off? How did I start this I segment think, off? What did I, I, what's, what did I ask you? I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair, bro. Okay. How much How much fair. credit do you give Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy for Mahomes' success? Mm. Mm. I give them a lot. I give them a lot. Okay, but you're and you're fine praising Mahomes, yes? I, I don't not praise Mahomes. I think he's a great okay. quarterback. Why can't you just answer the question, lawyer boy? Can 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 we just can we just say that Mahomes is is a really really good football player, really really yeah. good quarterback? But you have a problem no, saying anything not positive. Football, not a good football player, he's a good quarterback. That's a whole different story. So continue. I don't I don't want to hear any of that story. Um, so why why do you have so much problem saying that Brock Purdy played well? Because he did. He played very, very well. He played very average to me. I feel like a lot of people could have done what he did. You're not okay. That's all I'm saying. He didn't play amazing. He played very Brock Purdy-esque. That looked like a typical Brock Purdy game, in my opinion. I never was amazed by anything. Okay. But it requires you to be amazed for him to be a great quarterback? Is that what yep. it is? Exactly. For him to be a good quarterback, does it require you to be amazed? You got you to gotta do something. You got to give me some wow. Like, oh, man, that was a really good throw. I don't feel like – I don't feel that way. His one good throw is when it was like a deep out – I feel like I could – I made a throw like that in my high school days. You were throwing deep outs in high school? I was. Cross, cross the hash. Okay. So if Check I go... Check the tape. If I go down to Conway and I ask Coach James about you throwing the deep out to the opposite hash. Just watch my highlight film, man. You ain't got to ask him. Watch the highlight film. Let, let the video speak for itself. It just... This is why I brought it up. This is why I brought up what Brandon said the other day. And I'm not going to tell everybody the context in which it came up because I just remembered. But you just be talking, bro. Like, that's 
that's part of the thing that you got to understand about having a conversation with Byron Keaton is that you just talk. So sometimes I get, I'm just like, that's, that's outrageous. That's outrageous. But you don't even believe it. Like, you don't care. You don't care what I you say. exactly what I say. No, no, you don't. Everything but that's I what I'm saying. I believe what I say. Sometimes I just got, I got to remember who I'm talking to. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's, that's him. You know? So I got, I got, that's, that's my fault. I'll be better. I'll be better on that. I got but, a question for you, Damani. Sure. Lamar, Fire away. Lamar Jackson started that game for the 49ers. Do they win? Yes or no? That's all I need. Everything happens exactly the same way. All the same players are called. They don't switch. They don't switch up the game plan at all. Nope. All the same plays are called because you call the game differently with Lamar back there. I just want. I just want to make sure because I'm going to be very, very clear Answer about what question, I'm saying. Man. Answer the question. Are all the same Answer plays the called? The is question, is man. the game called differently or no? I've already answered. Your- Ask an answer, man. If the game is called the same way, <laughs> go ahead and tell you so I can. You know what, Chris Jones probably. I think Lamar gets out of that sack, so yeah, they win it. But that's why. That's one play. I get. I'm giving him one play, and that's it. I think. And honestly. And honestly, I don't know because some of those times that Purdy made, I'd say, a more conservative decision throwing into, like, man coverage. He threw one that McDuffie should have picked off, but it was just because he he was so on top of the dig. Like, he he jumped it perfectly. But that was really the only bad, like, really bad decision I made him, I saw him make. So, Lamar might have got one more picked off, honestly. So that's a soft yes, just because I think either one of those plays where the rush was like to the point that Purdy could not throw a good ball. Lamar might might have made something happen there. But it's not like a definitive yes by any way by any stretch of the imagination. Purdy played just about as well as you could have asked a quarterback to play. And they lost. You act, you're talking like he's a top three quarterback in the league right now. I don't think he's a top three quarterback in the league. I think he's easily top ten, though. you acting like he's top three, man. No, okay, I, you did, asked. Did, did, did Mahomes have a good game? Hmm? See? He didn't, bro. He had a very average, basic game. All right, who is he throwing to? What that mean? He got the arguably the best tight end ever. Mm-hmm. That's one target. Now, in terms of his other targets. Valdez? Not a very he's serviceable. He's not a number one receiver. Rasheed Rice is a rookie who's not who's not hooping. bad. Hooping. But a rookie. He's out there hooping. And Hardman hadn't had a good game in 
No, Hardman was playing like good six? in the playoffs. No, he wasn't. He was playing good in the playoffs. No, he wasn't. He was. How many other, how many other quarterbacks have led have had their receiving core lead the league in drops and won the Super Bowl? How many? Zero. One, Pat. Their receiving core is not good. Like it's it's it obviously they're you know, they're NFL football players. Not to say that they're not deserving of being in that role, but he doesn't have good receivers. He has Travis Kelsey who's fantastic, but depending on the defense you're playing, the tight end spot is a little bit easier to bracket. Okay, I think the better way to, I shouldn't have asked Ralph. If you switch Pat Mahomes and Brock Purdy teams, like you just flip them, what is the score to that game? Do you call the game differently? Exactly the because same. Exact same. Exact same. You call it exactly the same? Same yep. deal with Lamar. So, but I'm saying the quarterback on the Chiefs is now Brock Purdy. You think the score to that game is the exact same? No. The one that Mahomes threw in the first half where Tashawn Gibson lost the ball in the lights, that should have got picked. Purdy wouldn't have thrown that ball. It got it was caught. So, you, that think was, score, so you think the score is the same though? No. I said I'm saying the, the Chiefs wouldn't have won, but you look okay. at is it a close game? I don't think it's a close game. I you do. You put Brock Purdy with those terrible receivers. No. Well, if you put Brock Purdy with those terrible receivers, you got to think about like how much the extent to which Mahomes is a gunslinger. So you're going to get quicker throwaways. Like he's going to throw the ball away quicker. Um, this is going to be a little bit less trust. Um, not as much in terms of creating with his legs. Purdy's a good runner, but I think Mahomes is just a, just for whatever reason, just a very, very crafty runner. Um, the one that one he got the first down on in overtime was just a play call, but there were a couple of times where he got some some extra yardage. Where I'm not sure Purdy was pulling it down and making that decision. He might just throw the ball away. But it's not just a like a, a huge. They lose by three touchdowns. I, I highly doubt it. Doesn't highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. I highly can't, doubt I can't, it. I can't wait for Brock Purdy to either go to a new team. Who did Purdy throw the deep out to? All pro receivers. Who did Purdy throw the deep out to? Was it Ayuk or the tall dude? It was one of the two. No, it wasn't. Not the deep out. Mm-hmm. Who he throw it to? One of the one of their receivers that doesn't play a lot. It wasn't Ray Ray McLeod. It wasn't Juwan Jennings. It wasn't Brandon Ayuk, and it wasn't Debo Samuel. Dude was wide open. Yeah, it was a great route, but you got to think about the timing. So what are we and... talking about then, man? What we, you acting like it wasn't the receiver that did the thing. You acting like he was smothered and he just made a perfect pass to where it was a very contested. No, the receiver was open. He just had to throw it over someone and get it to him. I feel like every quarterback in the NFL should be able to do that. Okay. And th- to that, I would say this. So, timing, having, you know, 
pocket discipline because there was a good rush on that play. Um, being able to see, like in a in a, let's just I'll I'll say they were four out. Let's let's just say they they left the back end to be able to get from your out to your vertical and back to that deep out and your flood concept. Which is not necessary. I'm not impressed, okay. bro. Do you don't. You don't have. Play. You don't have to be impressed. But can you say that that's good quarterback play though? Because it is good quarterback play. Demonte, but that's not what I'm. I'm saying an NFL quarterback should be able to do that. That's all I'm saying. Like that is a very average thing to be able to do if you're an NFL quarterback, right or wrong. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So I'm not if you're this is so let this is just terrible. I'm just saying an average NFL quarterback should be able to go through a basic flood concept. Right or wrong. Okay, I'm 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 not saying that you're wrong, but I think if you're looking at seventy plays worth of good quarterback play, and you're saying everybody can do that, I mean, if you look at all of them as individuals, sure, maybe. But if you're talking about if you're talking about compiling a body of work over a course of a game against a very very good defense that involves one not giving them the ball when they're smothering your receivers, smothering your receivers. And two, making the right decisions on time, on a on a play to play basis. How do you not give him credit for that? How? He ain't do nothing, man. Okay. Why didn't he score in? Why didn't he score? In? Why didn't he score in the end? Because they let because they let the best defensive tackle in football, not named Aaron Donald, run free into his face. That's why. How many how many points did they? You let six you let six six three fifteen running four seven. Run directly into your face and tell me tell me what that pass looks like. I get the ball off purpose. Okay. That, oh my god. We got every single time he does something wrong, we got an excuse. Brandon, I keep trying to remember that he just talks, and I gotta let him talk. But that's every time Brandon, that's crazy. Up, we got an excuse for it. It's not an excuse. You can watch the tape. You can watch the tape. You got an excuse for Brock Purdy. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. Why we give excuses for Brock Purdy? We don't do it for everybody else. But Brock Purdy, he messed up. Oh, that wasn't his fault. But when something happens with an All Pro receiver go fifty yards, oh, what, what a great pass by Brock. Byron, we do that for everybody. We do it for everybody. We don't. We don't, man. We don't. Same. The, the, my problem with Brock Purdy is the same problem I have with two attack alone. They do the same thing where it's just a whole bunch of nothing and all the people around them really make the plays, but people give the quarterback credit because they have the quarterback. That's why I don't like either of them. They don't do anything. Brock Perkins, if- you, you put two on it on the 49ers, nothing changes in that game. Nothing, Not what- a single thing changes. What do Brady and Peyton Manning do, just out of curiosity? What do they do? Very cerebral players, man. Okay, so Purdy not cerebral is what nope. is what you're saying? Not to the extent of he had to call a timeout when something didn't look right, where he didn't know how to make the adjustment. Kyle Shanahan said, "You know what? I'm just gonna take over this." They called a timeout. Brady and Brady and Manning, hmm, they all Omaha, Omaha. You, we know his. That never happened. We, we know his. <laughs> you me? We know his. Tell- what we know his audibles. What what's Purdy's? I don't know a single Purdy Have you seen how many times that he's canned receivers to bring them in and make sure that they block the safety when it looks like they're getting a blitz look? There's a Amen. bunch of stuff that he does. He makes a bunch of checks, but you just don't want to give him credit for them, and that's fine. I don't see him. I, don't see him. I, saw, I saw Peyton do it. 
But I told you what I think about Brady. Brady just a product of what he was in. Yeah, they the same. Yeah, if you want to compare Brock Purdy to Brady, be my guest. Be my guest. Neither one of them are that good. Okay. So I just I'll go ahead and leave this where it is. I you heard the defensive coordinator from the other team, like the team that played him in the Super Bowl, talk about how well he played. You've heard a bunch of people talk about how well he played, but you don't care. So I don't know why I'm I'm not gonna waste my breath anymore. Brock Purdy is a very, very good NFL quarterback, one whom I have confidence in. And I don't know why this this like hate train has become so strong for because he don't do nothing. Like he don't do nothing to nobody. Exactly. Exactly. He does nothing. That's why that's why I don't enjoy people giving him credit. Because he does nothing and he gets credit like he's LeBron James. And that's my problem. You think he gets credit like he's LeBron James? You tried to name him the MVP this year before Lamar took over. Yeah, so you're you're putting him in the LeBron James category to where he's the MVP. No, that's not the MVP. That is not the MVP. Has the best has there ever been a year where the best basketball player has not won MVP because somebody else had better stats? Say what? I'm I'm thinking. What are you saying? Has there ever been? Just go to the NBA because you said LeBron. Has there ever been a year where the best player playing basketball that year did not win the MVP award because somebody else had better stats than him? Yeah. Okay. So if I'm saying Purdy is deserving of the MVP award because of the numbers he's putting up and his team's success, which were both, they were objectively evident. Like you could, you could just look them up. Then how is that, how is that inconsistent with just sensi- sensible happenings over, over the course of... Yep. Just sensible happenings within the NFL and professional sports as a whole. How is that How is that out of whack? The reason it is out of whack because you were trying to look at it like saying, hey, he had better numbers than this guy. But the problem in this situation is you are saying Brock Purdy deserves the MVP. Brock Purdy deserves the MVP over McCaffrey when McCaffrey is LeBron James, Brock Purdy is Mario Chalmers. And and that is what that's what's happening in this situation. Mario Chalmers, yeah, he said he said up LeBron, he said up B Wade, he said up Bosh, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. But at the end of the day, he's not the most valuable player on that team, and that is my problem with people giving Brock Purdy credit. They keep trying to make him the MVP when he's Mario hey, Chalmers. Hey Byron, do you think that? And I, I I genuinely have to go back to look because I'm not sure. That year that Brady threw 55 touchdowns and Randy Moss caught more touchdowns than he had ever caught in his career before. If you looked at Brady's play amongst quarterbacks and Randy Moss's play amongst wide receivers, do you think that it's, it's very possible? Because neither one of us remember. And don't say you don't because I know you don't. Is it possible that Randy Moss outplayed receivers to a greater extent than Brady outplayed quarterbacks? Yeah, he deserved MVP. Okay, so that's 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 what I'm saying, Byron. That's that's nuts because if that's year, no, he didn't. If I remember correctly, you don't remember correctly because you didn't watch a single Patriots game, Byron. That's what I'm saying. You just talk. You just talk. You're just saying <laughs> I mean, things, I mean, and I gotta I didn't remember. Watch the Patriots that year. 
What number did Randy Moss wear for the Patriots? Okay. 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 I'll give you that one. You figured. You figured that one out. Because but, we, I had homeboy that was Patriots fans back in the day, so I had to be able to talk trash when I came back to school. Oh, okay, for sure. No, you you didn't watch. You didn't watch any of that season. You have no recollection of it, but that's okay. I do because you just talk. But anyways, I think that your criteria, if that's your criteria, that's fine. But if you look at how the NFL has given the award over the course of the last. 15 20 years and and just effectively saying if you have really really good numbers at quarterback which brock Purdy through 12 games did have at quarterback we will give you the award over somebody who might be a superior player who is running the ball or catching the ball now if tyreek hill continued on the tear that he was on then it would have been just because his numbers would have been astronomical for a receiver he probably would have been more deserving of it and obviously Lamar came through and blew the, blew the roof off the place, so he was deserving of it. But through 12 games, just with the numbers that Purdy was putting up and the somewhat, which were still, McCaffrey's numbers were still great, but they weren't, like, never seen this before great, like Tyreek Hill's numbers were. So Purdy's it was just, it would have been. I'm saying, just hear, hear what I'm saying. No, if you're playing really, no, 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 if no, you no. have great numbers at quarterback, and nobody else is doing like transformational stuff at running back, receiver, or any of those other spots. Then we will give it to the quarterback. That's what they've shown over the course of the last couple of years. He didn't have great numbers this year, though. He didn't have great numbers. Over this the year. no, 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 no. Demonte, through okay. twelve games, through twelve games. Look at his stats no. through twelve games and tell Demonte. me he didn't have great stats. Look when at his I stats through twelve games and tell me he didn't have great stats. Did I not send you the thing to where it said basically for the past? I think it was from like twenty twelve on. If we would have put Brock Purdy's same exact stats and put him in each one of those years, he would have never been in the top 10 quarterbacks for the season. Who was leading the NFL in pass yards through 12 games? Who was? That, that's not what I'm saying, Damani. I'm not saying he wasn't leading the When did I make yards. the argument, Byron? When did I make the I, argument? Actually, it was, was after week 12. It was like no, week 14. No, no. That's when I made – no, when we talked about it on this, part, on this podcast, I said – that I was making the argument for Purdy to win MVP when he had the best numbers in the league. And he did have the best numbers in the league. But when we're talking about the time frame in which it happened, I'm saying if you look at his numbers before they played the Ravens, before they played the Baltimore Ravens and looked at everybody understand. else's numbers. But they still what? weren't good. They still weren't good. Just because he was the best in the league doesn't mean the league had a down year in passing this year, right or wrong. So if you take all if you take his numbers right through right if you take his numbers through game eleven and extrapolate them over 17 games. How many yards is it? I still don't think it would have been top five in any of those years. It top five it, in any of what years? The previous, like, last eight to nine years in the league, passing numbers were way up higher than they were this year. I want you to bet me $100 that they're not top five over the course of, the, of those years. I want you to bet me $100. I don't gamble. Okay. Bet me a hundred push-ups, and I want sure. you got to put you got to put a video on Instagram of you doing them. I'm not, I'm not, I don't post on Instagram, man. Okay, you got to send me a video of you doing them, sure. and I'm gonna post it on Instagram. Sure. Check my hand. That what? Wait, what's the question? If his if if I take his numbers through week eleven and extrapolate them through through seventeen games, and he would have been top five in passing in any in any of the highest passing years in NFL history. 
you have to do a hundred push-ups on video, and I'm posting it on Instagram. I don't, I don't know which years it was. I, I told you, any year, any year. So, I, so you're saying I can choose the year? Hmm. Sure. One year. Take my hand. You're saying you're saying one year. Hmm. Take my hand. It shook, man. Okay. And I want my video at 100 push-ups. I do. Top five. Hmm? Top five. Any year. Mm-hmm. So y'all stay tuned. If I, 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 I will I will wait until after this gets posted to to post the video because I want people to know exactly where it's coming from. You wrong, man. I know you okay. wrong. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. We can get on to the to the next topic if you're if you're done hating. Um what was the last thing? Oh yeah. Um having a significant other with a pet. Do you think pets impact relationships, Brian? Yep. Do you think that that's man. Why you say it like that? It's a child, man. Because you're saying a pet is a child? It's like a child. Especially if you got a young puppy. Older older dogs or older cats, less work. A young one, you working, man. I see that. But I, I don't know if I would if I would compare it to a baby because you can't just like put a baby in a cage and just leave it for a little while. You can. What's the difference? When you go to bed, that's what they do. They just put it in a cage. No, I'm talking about just leave the house and just have the baby in the cage. You can't do that. Why not? I'm not saying I would do it. I'm saying what's the difference? Hey, look, man. Look, I'm not doing this with you. (laughs) I'm not not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you, bro. If the baby can't move, what's the problem? I'm not doing this with you, bro. I feel like it's the same thing. Like you putting a dog, a puppy in a cage. I feel like... Let's go ahead. Let's uh I it's 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 different in that sense. What's different? Yeah, it is. The difference between a dog and a baby or a cat and a baby or any kind of pet and a baby, you can't put it in a cage and leave it and just go on about your day. You can't do that. Why? You have to Why? you have to take time off. Life? Just common sense, Byron, for a bunch of bunch of stuff. See, I don't th- you don't have an answer for it. I think you I think it's frowned upon. But I think you do it all people do it all the time when the baby go to bed. See your parents are, are wonderful are wonderful people, but if they did that with you, that would explain a lot as they to why you are the way that you are. I know I, that's what I'm saying. I know that they wouldn't do it, but if they did, it would explain a lot about you. I'm but, still okay. trying to get to the bottom of whatever is going on with you, but that would okay, explain it. So explain to me what is the difference between a parent putting the baby to bed going to their room upstairs, leave the baby down there all night. And a parent going down to the grocery store, come back, they just left the baby, the baby in the little cradle the entire time for 45 minutes. What's, the, what's wrong with it? You can walk downstairs to address any kind of problem that the baby is having versus having to drive back to your house to address any problem that the baby is having. Those are very, very different things. What's the So five minutes compared to three minutes. Two minutes. How long does it take you to walk downstairs, bro? You might be on the other side of a home. Again, I'm, I'm 
Brandon, I got to I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brandon. I got to I got to remember sometimes you just you just be talking, bro. So in the sense of a relationship, do you think that the other person's pet situation is going to influence whether or not you get into a relationship with them? Hypothetically, of course. Hypothetically. Get into a relation with them? Probably mm-hmm. not. I say probably not because you can't control whether that person had an animal before. Well, I guess if you don't like, if you really do not like animals or a dog or a de- cat, they have a cat or a dog and you're like, ah, I really don't want to deal with that. I could see that having an impact, but I would say for most mm-hmm. part, most people understand like, okay, this person has their, they already have their dog. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm I'm saying, one, I'm saying for you personally, and two, like, should it, should you consider that? Not saying, you know, it's either me or the dog, but should you consider, like, when you're weighing the pros and cons as to, you know, whether am I going to pursue a relationship with this person? Is the pet on that list somewhere or is it just like a peripheral thing that you don't even worry about i think it's very low the reason that is okay. because if a person has a pet before you they are going to like automatically feel more responsible for that pet like they will feel like almost they're, they're gonna feel like this pet is 100 percent mine i'm paying for everything um i know how to live with this pet in my life but mm-hmm. if someone gets a pet while y'all are dating, I feel like it's a completely different thing. Yeah. I can see that. I think I agree. It's probably low on the list. Um, I think it's definitely something that you should consider, though, because I think it's one of them things that just like you know how everything like be real cool in the honeymoon phase and you'd be like looking over like little stuff. Then like once all that like get over with, you start looking at stuff and be like, eh, I really don't love that. You know what I'm saying? I could see it being one of those things. I could definitely see it being one of those things that just like end up getting you out the door. So I would say you probably have to account for it a little bit more than you're feeling it in the moment. Cause if you honeymooning, everything cool. Everything good. But I think it depends you know. on what your role is with taking care of the pet I mean, maybe, maybe not. It depends on yes, your role. Depends on how much like you like you have- the animal, how much the animal impacts like your because if the animal is like out of sight, out of mind, then maybe. But like if you don't like the pet. Like whatever for whatever reason, I can see it being one of those things. Because you initially yeah. you'd be like, I don't like, I don't like this this cat, this dog, whatever. But it is what it is. But then, you know, three four months in, like she, he or she getting on your nerve, and you'd be like, you know what, I really, really, really dislike this animal. And that might be the thing that gets you out the door. So. I don't know. saw a Reddit story, but I'm not going to get into it, that basically this woman went to get, her and this man were married, he had already had these cats for years, she got tired of the cats, 
So she lied and said, these cats were doing this wild stuff at night, um, making noises, causing havoc. And so she was like, I had to get up six times. She was saying this every night. So he faked like he went to bed for a night. He stayed up the entire night. Every single 15 minutes, he would type in his notes app. No sounds, no sounds. She didn't get up. She didn't get up. That next morning, yeah, I, had to, I got up nine times dealing with those cats. He's like, you're lying. And then they went back and forth. She was like, I can't believe you wouldn't believe me. She tried to gaslight him. And then they ended up divorcing over the cats. So it can't be a deal breaker. Yeah, man. Uh, that's bad business. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not. I I can't. I can see how it would get to that point. That's what I'm saying. I think you got to make an accurate account up front of like where you're at with the animal situation. Because if you don't like it, you're eventually going to find like a time where it's just like whatever's weighing you down, it's going to bring you down a little bit further. Or it could be a thing where you just like you love a you love a pet, and it's it's something that either brings the two of y'all closer together, or you know it's just like a, a cool extra, like a garnish. On the on a budding relationship, a child could go either way. Hmm? It's a child, man, it's a child. It's not a child. It's not a child. If someone has a dog and you're dating them, you're the step parent, man. I don't think that that's the case. It's true. Jokingly, maybe, but I don't think that that's the case. If you guys start taking care of the dog. You guys start taking the dog out. Just a whole bunch of you start having. You start having more and more responsibility. That's the other thing. Do you have an obligation to take part in the maintenance of the pet? <clears throat> if before, if the person has the pet before y'all are dating, no, you have zero obligation. If you are dating a person and they get a pet, I feel like you have some obligation. It's like an implied obligation. Fair. I think even if you like, if they have the pet before, just because like you made, you made a decision to be part of said person's life. Mm -hmm. So I think not necessarily an obligation, but I think you should like want to at least a little bit, yeah. Not just like totally ignore all responsibilities that come along with the pet. You know what I'm saying? Like obviously that's still that's still the principal caregiver, whichever party was the one that came into the relationship with the pet. But I think that's part of embracing, you know, the whole of the person. I'd be like make, make that make their life easier. Like, oh, I'll, I'll feel I'll feature dog or I'll feature cat or yeah, I'll take him out so you don't have to do it. You just chill. Yeah, I think like that's like you have a little bit more if y'all are dating and the person gets a pet. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Now, the follow-up of that, the if you're dating somebody and you want to get a pet, does that need to be something that's agreed upon by both parties? What does the dating look like? I think that also matters. Like, how often are you seeing each other? 
Is it a long-term say, relationship? I think all those things matter. I say like medium long-term relationships, like not like engaged, getting married for sure. Like just not not just like a casual thing, but like something that's serious, but like not even necessarily fresh. Just some something that is just just over the threshold of serious. Wait, what was your question again? If you are getting a pet and you're dating somebody, does that need to be a decision that is agreed upon by both parties? It does not need to be agreed upon by both parties, but that person's, the other parties like who's not getting the pet, you may want to hear some of what they have to say about it because it may impact the relationship for like, really small things such as um maybe i don't want i don't want to actually like train a dog because training a puppy that's a lot of work you that's almost like a 10-hour job to where you need to be on top of you making sure they go out do all this different type of stuff maybe that person don't want to do that two if you are living in separate places maybe a person don't want a dog in their home or at least like for extended periods of time. Like, it's cool, like, dog come over here for an hour or two hours, cool. Don't have have to worry about that dog for another six months or a year. But for then that dog to consistently come over to your place, is that cool? I don't know. I feel like if you're in a serious relationship, what that person say shouldn't make or break your decision, but you should know those things before you get the dog or the cat or the, I guess a lizard not a big deal, but I, mainly dogs. <laughs> Where did the lizard come from? I was thinking of other animals. Snakes. Like if somebody got a snake, that snake never coming over my place. Even the ones that got the like nope. the, the harmless ones. Nope. nope. Okay. That's fine. And I. I partially agree i just think you should want to like agree on it you know what i'm saying y'all should be able to have that conversation and you know it's an impact thing you know what i'm saying an impact you know how much time y'all can spend doing stuff that ain't related to the whatever the pet is um the lizard in this case um you know you just as, as an individual they're gonna less have less time so i mean that's another thing um and yeah you just kind of indirectly like creating a new situation in a lot of ways for like both parties so yeah i think that's got to be like a cohesive decision if it's something like serious so okay my question for you is say you want a dog your partner Mm -hmm doesn't want you to have a dog. Mm-hmm. Like y'all are dating, y'all are in a above serious relationship. Is it still okay to get the dog, in your opinion? I think it's okay. I wouldn't do it. But I think if there's a like an agreement that says, I don't want this to happen, you do want this to happen, but I have enough like 
just general care for you to respect your decision and to support you in it in a way that we both agree on. And yeah, I think you gotta you gotta do what you think is best at the end of the day. So if I think I need this dog and somebody else doesn't want me to have it, but there there's like a an agree to disagree thing happening. There's some kind of compromise where, you know, they say, All right, you you get the dog, but that's your dog. You're not it's not it can't impact my life, my livelihood in any way, shape, or form. And that's that could be something that happened. But like I said, me personally I wouldn't. But I could see somebody doing it and it being okay. Okay, so I have two questions. First question is which side do you think should relent? The side that wants the dog or the cat or the lizard? Or the side that says you the other person shouldn't have it? Which side should compromise? I think I don't think this thing where you can compromise on it. I think it's a either you get it or you don't. So which side do you think should relent? Yeah, I think coming to a compromise can mean because if it's just a uh, get it or don't situation, I think you can say we get it, but we do this or we don't get it, but we do this because there's like you said, there's no real way to really meet in the middle. But I think getting it and then having like the addendum on the end is still a compromise. And I think in that case, if the person is just. And obviously it depends on how much, you know, a party wants it and how much the other person doesn't want them to get it and the reasons and all that. But just saying all things equal, I think the the party that wants to get the dog should win out. Um, and the party that, like, doesn't want it to happen should relent. And it's, like I said, it's not really relent. It should be there should be some kind of not a kickback, but you know what I'm talking about, like some kind of addendum there. Okay. Then my second question is the same thing, but with the child. Which side do you think? <laughs> no, if that if somebody else don't want the baby, mm mm. Just have somebody else DNA. If some if if the other person does not want the baby, do not have that have that baby with somebody else that wanna have a baby. Not with the party that does not want to have it. That is a totally different that is a hundred percent the other way. <laughs> See, I feel like it would be the reverse. No. I'm like Oh no, 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 no. You don't want a baby. They're different, I'm telling you. You can say you can say that like a child until you have mm mm. No, 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 no. And I'm saying that like I have, I don't, but no, uh-uh. that's, a total, that's a different level of seriousness. Okay. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you, but I don't know. Well, with that last little forced tidbit, um, comparing children to dogs, we, uh, we're going to go ahead and end this. Um, leave a comment. Leave a like. Let us know what you want to see, what you want to hear. We really need to get, we need to let Dre tell his side of the of his story. We need to get him back on this spot. If he ain't too hopped up on the, whatever they got him taking for the, for the Achilles. We really need to get him on here. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That'd be a good option. Um, Byron, you got anything else for the people? 
No, we appreciate y'all. Um, that's really it. We got show three playing us out. Yes, sir. When that pressure get applied, is you gon' pass it, you gon' shoot, I stood tall When you make it through the struggle and the pain Do you get your umbrella off the chest that it might rain? I stood tall, ooh, I stood tall Ooh, I stood tall, ooh You could try to count me out, but you won't ever hold me down When I see my people going through it, I put the blame on me I see my homie lose his mind, but I gave him his first taste of lean. I ain't gonna lie, that really hurt me. But I had to close the curtains. And one thing I learned on Lion King is everybody gotta eat. Never tell a party, let me get a whole piece. And all the homie can't get that from me. You play football, you gotta fight through. She's supposed to see you on the TV. And I said, that's true, and I'm gonna do it. But I really gotta make something happen. And I probably could have asked my family for something. But instead, I started hitting leaks with daddy. I ain't gonna lie, that turned me to a savage. Really living life like a bandit. And then Murph told me, keep your head on, man. Don't do not the records, but now I'm older now. I'm a grown man. Go to church every Sunday. I'm a praying man. You ain't gonna never see me fall. I'm always standing. One thing I do is stick to the plan. When you make it through the struggle.